So purity, and when I say purity, I don't only mean porn, because a lot of times, in, in, sorry, I'm just going to, we, we're going to talk about it, guys. We're going to talk about it. Okay, we we a family. We don't do church. We are the church, and we talk about stuff. So um, I just think a lot of times in church circles, when we speak about purity, we, we speak about porn. And porn is definitely part of it. It's definitely part of it. Um, but when I say purity, I want to speak about things that has a hold over us. And that isn't necessarily sexual sin. It can be, but it's not necessarily sexual sin. In 1 John, John says, do not have, I think it's 1 John, don't let anything have a hold over you. Don't let sin or anything have a hold over you. Um, and, and that might be sin, it might be habits, it might be thinking patterns. And then Bernie this morning in our prayer meeting said he really feels like God wants to renew our minds in the next season, which is a great encouragement. But the question that I really want to ask is, are we walking, each one of us individually, are we walking in purity before the Lord? Um, are we getting victory over our sin? Or are we stuck in the same patterns over and over and over again? Um, yeah, do we still struggle with the same things or the same sin or the same thinking patterns or whatever it is as a year ago or two years ago or ten years ago? Um, and um, it's not an external thing. I'm not putting law on you. So sometimes, you know, we get victory over things quickly and sometimes it takes longer. So I'm, I'm not saying, you know, if you still struggle with things a year ago, you're in trouble. I'm saying you could be in trouble. So... Um, Sometimes God takes a long while to work things through in us, which is fine, and other times He does it quickly. But I, what I want to do to, this morning is just create a moment where we just reflect and actually go, am I walking in purity? Am I getting victory over sin? Am I taking my own personal life? Am I taking ground for the kingdom? Because we have to take ground for the kingdom, guys. God's kingdom doesn't stand still. It certainly doesn't go backwards. It doesn't stand still. It goes forward. So we need to go forward. Um, in the book of Samuel, I'm reading through Samuel at the moment. In the beginning of Samuel, the people asks God for, or Samuel for a king. And the Bible actually says that in doing so, they actually re rejected the Lord because he was king over Israel. He was their king. But, and they looked at the nations around them and they said, we also want a king. And then Samuel warns them, you know, he'll take your crops, he'll enlist your sons, you'll take your daughters as servants, etc., etc., and they say, we still want a king, and they actually reject God, which is, yeah, that's actually quite scary. So the question I want to ask is, what sin are king in our lives? Where do we, in a sense, reject God as our king because something else is sitting on the throne, because there's other kings in our hearts? Um, what sin, or anything that's impure, are actually grieving the Lord, because it does. It grieves Him when we don't walk in, in victory and in freedom. And this morning, you know, we often, and I think it's just the way the world works, we often default to how to do it. So now I feel convicted, I need to be pure, I, I want to walk in purity. So what are the 10 steps that I can do to get freedom? Um... How should we fight if you're struggling with porn? How should I fight against porn? Or how should I fight against if I have a temper? Or if I'm harsh? Or if I have bad habits, what should I do? Um, 
And normally we ask what things should we put in place to avoid not walking in purity. And those are good questions to ask. And we definitely need to, I mean, we have to be disciplined and we have to put things in place. But this morning, I really just want to first focus on the why. So not the how. The how will deter, that, that's for each person to, to come before the Lord. There's no cookie-cut answer in, in walking out the how. But the why is important. Because if we know why we want to walk in purity, the how will follow. And oftentimes, we, we, we try figuring out, figuring out the how, but we don't know the why. Because if we don't speak about the why we want to walk in purity, we quickly, quickly fall into the trap of behavior modification. So if I go to church on a Sunday, if I go to comm group on a Wednesday, if I serve, I'm a good Christian and I'm being discipled, and I'm doing well. And those things aren't actually good indicators of health and of purity. And then we learn to say the right things, we learn to do the right things, but inside we're actually not getting victory, and we're actually not walking in purity. Um, one of the definitions is a lot. I mean, if you go Google behavior modification, jeepers, there's like studies and Stuff like that. But one of the, the, the definitions is behavior modification is defined as the alteration of behavioral patterns through the use of such learning techniques, such as biofeedback and positive or negative reinforcement. More simply, and this is, this is now speaking to parents, more simply, you can modify your child's behavior with positive consequences and negative consequences. And this is what we do with God, right? God convicts us of sin or of anything that's impure, and then we quickly try to build something around it so that we don't walk in purity, but actually we don't allow God to actually deal with the hard stuff. And we actually don't know the why. We're just trying to figure out the how. So we'll say, if, if, if you I mean, to struggle with porn, guys, I do need to say this. It is dangerous, and I'm really trusting that God will break that in, in us. But if, if you do feel convicted, we'll do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this not to avoid watching porn. Or, you know, you might be convicted, I'm, I'm, I'm not reading the Bible enough. So now you say, from tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up at 4 o'clock, and I'm going to spend two hours reading the Bible. And how long does that last? <laughs> Maybe two or three days? Um, now, again, I'm not saying... We don't need to have discipline. We need to exercise discipline. And we are called to deny our flesh and to follow Jesus. Um, but I just want us to be careful that we don't just go through the motions. Because it's easy just to go through the motions. Or thinking that our behavior makes us spear or gives us victory. It helps. It helps. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bring sustainable victory. Because the danger is we can become like the Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees, we, we often think of them as the bad guys, and they were the bad guys, but they had such a zealousy for God and for his, for his church, right? They were church leaders. They, they knew the law by heart. They studied years and years and years and years to know the law so that they can follow God better, um, but they missed it. In Matthew 15, verse 8 and 9, Jesus speaks, this is in reference to the Pharisees. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. 
So Jesus was saying to them, like, you know, they honor me with their lips. They say the right things. They do the right things. Externally, they look good, but their hearts are actually far from me. Now, we need, um, just you know, we need the external, and we need self-discipline, and we need to put structures in place. But our hearts, like the why, why do we want to walk in purity, is much, much, much more important. Um, the how is important, how to walk in purity, as it gives us boundaries and things we can keep. Um, in terms of keeping us safe. Um, and it's not bad, but unless we answer the why we want to, I don't, it's not sustainable. So the question is, why should you want to walk in purity? And I really believe um, the word want is important. Like, do we actually want to walk in, in, in purity? If we are completely honest with ourselves, um, do we want to walk in purity, or are we actually satisfied with where we are, and going through the same motions, and externally just going through the hoops. Um, and the why, I believe the why we want to walk in purity is actually, it has to do with the affections of our hearts. Um, what are the affections of our hearts? What do we love? Um, and I really believe if we can, can answer that, the, what, what, is the, uh, what are the affections of our hearts, our behavior will follow. I was reading a book recently, and the author was speaking about Jonathan Edwards, who was a phenomenal preacher, I can't remember when, 1800s, 1900s? 1800s. Um, and he was accused that he did not make external deeds of love and justice his goal when preaching, rather than the affections of the heart. So people were saying, or accusing him of saying, you only preach about the affections of, of, your, of, of our hearts. And you don't actually pre preach about external deeds, like love and justice and, you know, giving yourselves and things like that. Um, and the answer is that it does not make behavior his aim. Namely, sorry, it does make behavior his aim by aiming tr to transform the spring of behavior. And the spring of our behavior are our affections, the affections of our hearts. So Jonathan Edwards believed that if God changes the affections of people's hearts, their behavior will follow. And oftentimes we, we reverse that. We think if we change our behavior, our affections of our heart will follow. The spring or foundation of our behavior, behavior is the affection of our hearts. So what are the affections of our hearts this morning? Is it to walk in purity with God above anything else? If, our, if the affections of our hearts are right, behavior will follow. If the why we want to walk in purity of our hearts are right, then you would want to walk in purity and your behavior will follow. Now, what are the whys? What should be our whys? Why do I walk, walk in purity? And this is something God's been speaking to me and I've been so convicted. In Matthew 5 verse 8, I mean, blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So the why, the question I want to ask is, do we want to see God? Do we want to see God daily in our walk with Him? Do we want to be able to host His presence? Do we want to keep in step with Him? Are our hearts burning within us to see Him? If we have a desire to see Him, we'll do everything we can to walk in purity. 
if your desire is, God, I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. I want to experience your presence. You will do what you can to walk in purity. You'll make it happen. You'll get desperate. You'll get people around you. You'll get people to pray for you. So the question I want to ask is, do we get desperate before him? And if we are desperate to see him, do we reach out to others to help us, to keep us accountable, to pray for us? Um, Do we see God's face in the secret place, like our lives depend on it? Revelation 22, verse 1 to 4. Um, I actually just wanted to read verse 4, but I thought it's such a beautiful picture. So the context of this is John, God is speaking to John about the new heaven and, and the new earth. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal. Just imagine this. Just use your imagination and just see this picture. Flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and His servants will worship Him. And this, they will see His face. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. And that is what I want to focus on. They will see His face. Now, that's one day we're going to see His face. And isn't that the greatest motivator for us to walk in purity? Just thinking, God, I'm going to see you one day. I'm going to see you face to face. Um, your name will be on my forehead. Um, and that should be the motivator, guys, that should, and girls. That should be why we want to walk in purity. So is the affection of our heart to see him? Do we actually realize that we are going to see him face to face one day? And, you know, that is really the greatest privilege. To be, to be able to see his face is the greatest privilege because Moses was a man of God, but he didn't see him face to face. God said, if you see my face, you will die. I'm going to let my glory pass in in front of you. But because of Jesus, we can see him face to face. And that is a great privilege, and we should not take it for granted. People have longed to see his face, and they couldn't. And when Jesus came, he he created that, that, that way for us. In 1 John 3, verse 1 to 3, sure. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us that it is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And that is such a great privilege. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. So the, the motivation, of the, the, like in, in verse 3, the motivation of, of purifying ourselves is not the how. These 10 steps. I'm going to follow these 10 steps. I'm going to do this and this and this. It's the why. Um, and the why is we're going to see him face to face. And I really believe, guys, if we, so the question is, do we want to walk in purity because we are going to see God? And if that's not our motivator, we really should repent. 
this morning. We should bring that before God. We should, we should ask Him to change our hearts. We should, we should ask Him to give us a desperation to see Him, to walk with Him, to meet with Him, to keep in step with Him, to host His presence. Um, um, yeah, Matthew 13, yeah, I read through this the other day and it just struck me because we so easily read over it, but it's so phenomenal. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. In his joy, God, it is a joy to see you face to face. It is a joy to know you, to walk with you. And I will sell and do and, and, and I'll sell everything I have and do what I need to do to see you face to face. And that is the why. That is why we, walk, we want to walk in purity. Um, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. You, you did great. Fine pearls. Um, and when he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and he bought it. Again, this thing of wanting to see God. He is the great pearl. He is the hidden treasure. And do we do what we can to find him, to see him face to face, to walk with him? And that is the why. I really have this urgency that we need to come before God and we actually need to repent that we are comfortable and, happily, and happy with evil affections because that's what it is. If you don't want to see God, it's of the devil and it's evil. And we need to repent. Guys, we need to repent. Um, because we're actually saying, we are happy to walk in sin and not in victory before him. It's, God, I actually, I'm okay in, in walking and in impurity before you. And that shouldn't be our heart, guys. We should go, God, I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to see you face to face. I want to walk with you. And I will do everything I can to walk in purity before you. Um, the outcry of our hearts should be, I want to see you, God. I want to see you. I want to see you. I I want to see you. So, I really want us to, we, we don't do church, we don't go through, through the motions, we, we do what we feel God is telling us. So, I would actually love to go through worship again, and I would love us to respond, guys, I would love us to respond. Um, if there's conviction, if, if you need to repent, you bring that before God. The outcry of our heart should be, God, I want to see you. I want to see you face to face. I want to walk with you. I want to know you. I want to host your presence. And if that is the heart cry, your behavior will follow. And you'll do what you can to get purity. Um, so as they get ready, can we just stand? Can we all stand? And um, just before we go into worship, I actually just want to read a psalm. And God has been speaking... Yeah, the psalm to me for a while. And this should be, this, I want this to be our response. It's Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. And I want to ask, you need to ask yourself, is this my heart? My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. We can behold his power and his glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. 
My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down in the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. Can you just go back, please? Just want to read verse 9. I really believe, verse 9, those things who seek to destroy my life shall go down. And I really believe prophetically for us, that's impurity. As we seek Him, as we earnestly long for Him, as we set our hearts on Him, as we ask Him to come and give us a burning desire to know Him, to walk with Him, He will destroy the things in our lives. He will destroy the impurity. It's not by trying harder. So, really want to encourage you as we go back into worship, earnestly seek Him this morning. Ask Him to make Him and Him alone the affections of your heart. Ask Him to give you a desire to see Him, to walk with Him, to experience Him. Um, and I really, guys, I really have faith that God wants to do this. I really have faith that God wants to do this in, in us. Now is not a time to be comfortable. Now it's a, time, it's a time to give yourselves, to ask that God will change the affections of your heart.